about your best lodging options for your trip to Alaska? That's what we're talking about today. Welcome to the Alaska Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Jenny Twing Flaming. I bring you accurate, helpful, and entertaining information about Alaska travel and life in Alaska. Today's episode is the fourth of a five-part bonus episode series every Monday in January 2024 to help you get your 2024 trip planned and finalized. Today, I want to share with you some thoughts about deciding where to stay. I'm doing this one because this is something people often have questions about. A lot of my clients aren't sure what's best for them. So I want to give you some of my general advice about this. So today we're going to talk about four different types of lodging or accommodations that you can, uh, that you might choose in Alaska. We're going to talk about hotels. We're going to talk about vacation rentals. That is um, Airbnb or Verbo. We're going to talk about RV rental. And we are going to talk about public use cabins and other dry cabins. What we are not going to talk about in this episode are cruises or tent camping. Um, there was a previous episode in this uh, bonus mini episode series at the beginning of January all about cruises. So um, go back and listen to that one if you're if you're planning a cruise. And um, in the future, we will do an episode about tent camping, uh, but that is not something that I'm going to include in this short episode. So four things. Um, the first one is hotels. Now, before we dive into this too far, my experience has been most people have kind of a preference for hotels versus a vacation rental when they travel. Um, and so in general, you know, you should do what you like to do. For myself, I have found that for me, it depends quite a bit on where I'm going, the purpose of the trip, who I'm traveling with. I personally stay in both hotels and vacation rentals pretty frequently, both of those. So, so I don't have a general feeling about one being better than the other. Um, rather, I feel like it depends on the situation. And I will put in the show notes an article that's on my website that goes into this in a little more depth. All right. So number one, hotels. Um, hotels, as you've likely seen if you've done any research in Alaska, are very expensive, much more expensive than even pretty expensive other places. Um, some places where they are particularly expensive, downtown Anchorage, Denali National Park, downtown Fairbanks, and Seward. Um, but Hotels in general are expensive. Often vacation rentals are less expensive, not always, but that doesn't mean that vacation rentals are always going to be a better option. So I'd like to share a little bit about when I think a hotel is a really good option. Number one, any one night stay. It's usually not worth it between fees and um, chores and things like that for a one night stay to do a vacation rental. Not everyone would agree with that. That's my opinion. So if you are just looking for a place to stay after you fly in or before you fly out, I would highly recommend a hotel for that if that's just a one-night stay. Um, other places where hotels may be beneficial as opposed to vacation rentals or other situations are uh, if you are not planning on renting a car. So if you're doing a train 
travel trip, um, or you want to go to towns and just not rent a car and just explore, um, you're probably going to want a hotel for a few reasons. One, the location. So a lot of uh, vacation rentals in Alaska, there are some amazing ones, but a lot of times they're kind of far away from things. Not always, there's exceptions. But in general, if you're not going to rent a car, you're going to be happier with a hotel. You still need to pay attention to where it is. And I would, in town, like for example, in Anchorage or Fairbanks, some hotels are close to the airport. Some are not close to the airport. That doesn't matter so much if they have an airport or train depot shuttle. So I would really encourage you to look at that um, if you're not renting a car. So uh, that would be a good situation. Another one is if you are um, not renting a car and specifically doing a train trip. I mentioned this last week, but the Alaska Railroad packages that include hotels are a pretty sweet deal because uh, the hotels are not more expensive if you book it that way. And they manage your luggage and make sure that you're at a hotel that has transportation without a car. So that's a really good way to go if you're planning a train trip. So those are my thoughts about hotels. Vacation rentals. So I mentioned often, not always, vacation rentals are less expensive, uh, especially if you're with a group that would need more than one hotel room but could share a vacation rental. So that is a situation where you really want to look at vacation rentals. Um, if you're renting a car and you don't mind being further away from things and having to drive a little more, and the trade-off for that is being maybe in a neighbor neighborhood or out in a more remote location, this is going to be a great option for you. Um, also, if you're doing a longer stay, if you're staying a week or even just several days in one spot, um, Vacation rentals, either through Airbnb or Verbo, can be a fantastic option. Um, yeah, so those are the times I think you really want to look for that. One place I want to just urge some caution around vacation rentals is in Denali, because the vacation rentals are are not close to the park entrance. They're not super far, but they're all like at least a half hour away. Um, most of them are in the Healy or Cantwell area, so. Just be aware that if you're doing a vacation rental in the Denali area, you will be driving quite a bit back and forth and um, you won't be super close, which is not necessarily a problem, but it's just something to be aware of if that's a good fit for you or not. Um, another thing about vacation rentals is you you might be in a neighborhood with restaurants in Anchorage or Fairbanks. Um, you might not be. So you want to look and see where it's located, if it's going to be a, a lot of time driving around and if you're okay with that, or if you're cool going to the grocery store and making some of your own meals. So those are the things I would consider for that. Number three, the RV rental. So Alaska is certainly not the only place that you can rent an RV, but it is a great place to do it. And that's a great way to see Alaska. And back in June, in late June, um, episode 19, which was published on June 21st, was all about RV rentals with um, Great Alaskan Holidays, which rents motorhomes from Anchorage. So if you're considering that um, motorhome rental, definitely listen to that episode. That was a really good one about how to decide whether or not it's right for you. Um, in general, if you want to kind of be able to go wherever you want and you don't mind um, 
missing out on some busy places that might be hard to get into at the last minute, like Denali and Seward. Those are great places to go with an RV, but you you won't be able to wing it. You're going to have to reserve those far ahead of time. Um, but if you are cool, just like finding places where there's not a lot of other people and kind of camping on your own, it can be a really cool way to do that. And that's a lot of what Bob and I talked about in that episode. And that has been my experience in um, traveling around Alaska in an RV also. Um, there are different types of RV rentals. Great Alaskan rents motorhomes and vans. Go North Rentals, which is another company I've talked about um, whose vehicles I have driven rent. Um, also rent pickup campers, and you can take those on some more remote roads. But regardless of that, um, this can be a great option if you're kind of outdoorsy and you want to try something new, or you really love camping, but you want some protection from bugs and weather. Um, an RV is great. It's really fun. It's a really fun way to travel. So um, that is a good one. I think if you want to spend a lot of time in town, um, RVs are a little more frustrating. Sometimes it's not easy to park them close to things. But like, for example, if you're in Seward and you book a spot there in the spring when they become available, you can walk to everything in town. So you don't need to drive your RV. Um, but it can be a little annoying to drive one in like, downtown Anchorage and try to park it downtown and have dinner. Um, so that's just something to think about. It's doable, but it's just a little bit of a hassle. All right. And finally, the last thing we're going to talk about in this episode is dry cabins. So this is another um, topic that we had a whole episode about. It was absolutely fantastic. November 1st, with Jay and I talked with our friend Julie. Um, it was episode 34. Again, it was released on November 1st. And she and she rents a dry cabins on Airbnb, but we also, so we talked about that, but we also talked about public use cabins and there are many, many, many cabins in Alaska um, that you can rent either from state parks or the forest service or the BLM. It, it depends on, you know, where they are. And that way you go somewhere with no running water. So you're using an outhouse. It's like camping, but you have heat and protection from rain and bugs and that sort of thing. So I personally love public use cabins. And Jay and I lived in a dry cabin for two years in Fairbanks. So um, we talk all about that in that episode. So if you are a budget traveler, that is a great, um, great option to consider. Well, that's it. Those are some things to consider when deciding where to stay. Thank you for joining me for this mini-sode of the Alaska Uncovered podcast. And just a reminder, in the show notes, I've got my planner. If you are still needing help getting organized for your trip, you can pick up one of those and you'll be all set. Bye for now.